the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm Rochelle Travers, and this is The Leader. My lords and members of the House of Commons. A Queen's speech, but with someone very important missing. Her Majesty's government's priority is to grow and strengthen the economy and help ease the cost of living for families. It was the first time Her Majesty had missed the state opening of Parliament for 59 years, resulting in a historical moment that gave us a taste of what the future might look like. Robert Jobson is the Evening Standard's royal editor. I think this is a very significant moment in the history of the House of Windsor because for the first time what we're seeing is the monarchy in transition right in front of us. What you saw today at the um, when Prince of Wales read the Queen's speech um, on her behalf is really what's going to be happening going forward. It's noteworthy, I think, that he was in his military uniform, you know, because as a, a monarch, he'll be head of the armed forces as well, like the Queen is. And that Prince William was dressed in mourning dress, as he is, Prince Charles, when he accompanied the Queen. It was quite spooky also seeing the crown just at the side of the, of the Prince of Wales, and he was pictured photographing and looking at it. You know, at the moment, I think we're, I think what we need to look at is what happens next. What's going to happen in the future? Clearly, the Queen is struggling with mobility issues, and I don't think that's going to improve. You know, from '96 onwards, it's, it's an issue. So, I think that the constitutional monarchy needs to address this situation so it doesn't weaken its position. At the moment, you know, the polls are saying that the, the Republican ideas are gaining ground, but polls are polls. If the monarchy and the system wants to continue in the way it is, it needs to sort of sort its act out. Really. And I think that they need to stop saying that the Queen will announce things on the day, because all that does is lead to media speculation, not only in the UK, but all around the world. And so what they need to say is that the Prince of Wales is effectively in the position of regent. He doesn't have to be regent, but that he is effectively doing the job. Mobility issues was one of the reasons mentioned about her absence. What do we know about the Queen's current health? Well, the Queen has missed a number of duties, and I think coming up to the Jubilee, we shouldn't really expect too much of her either. I hope she'll be on the balcony for the um, the major, you know, 
cheering and sing songs and so she can be appreciated. But if not, she'll certainly be in a position where she can hear the um, adulation. Um, I, I really think um, that we don't know anything about the health and we wouldn't know anything about the health. Everything talking about health is speculation. But what we do know is that she has issues probably with her back. I understood that she had a, uh, it was something to do with a, when she was out riding a few, you know, several months ago that, it, you know, her back was bad and she's having people look at it, but we don't know really about medical stuff. She's not ill. She, she's just basically struggling to walk in a, at 96. That's not unusual. The Queen has a number of duties that she carries out. How important is this particular one that she's missed? Well, it wasn't the Queen who was un- unavailable to read the Queen's speech. In the past, it was because she was pregnant, I think, with Prince Andrew and Prince Edward, and that was understandable. You know, she was on effectively on mater- maternity leave. Yes, I think this is significant, and I think that it shows because it's more, it's to do with the actual workings of state you know everything else that she's missed really you know even the morn day service these are all more to do with optics these are things that the, that the monarch does out as if you like the, the head of the, the nation but as head of state the actual moment when the queen enters uh, the chamber addresses the lords and the um, members of parliament as the sovereign she's reading what's been written for her by the government but that's just a structure you know, that's just the way it's been evolved over years this is her speech about her government and when she can't do that it's 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 changing the the look and in my opinion that's when we have an act of parliament that regency a regency act that hasn't been enacted since 1810 which should come into play or at least be considered to come into play after the jubilee celebrations that doesn't mean she'd ever abdicate and that will never happen It, it would mean that simply that the prince of wales could then just get on with being effectively the king, the leader, doing the job that's involved as a regent, as the Prince Regent did before in the reign of George III, before he became George IV in 1820. So that you can just get up, the, the, the matters of state just continue and without any problem. It doesn't mean that our 96-year-old monarch is, you know, is abdicating or her responsibilities. It just, all it means is that, you know, it's time for her to Put a feet up. And if you can't put your feet up at 96, then I don't really know when you can. It's significant, I think, that the Duke of Edinburgh, you know, he retired effectively in 95 because he said he was forgetting things. He wasn't really on, in tune with how he should be. And he said he'd done his bit. Well, I'm sure if everybody would agree that as long as Elizabeth is alive, she's the queen, but she has done her bit. There is no need. She's not letting anyone down. She's never let anyone down in her entire life. So this wouldn't be that. Um, I just think it would give us clarity with regard to the functions of state. It was our first glimpse into the future with Prince Charles making this speech. How did he do? Oh, the Prince of Wales is um, the most prepared monarch in waiting ever and is an incredibly accomplished man, a man of vision, great energy, um, but also somebody who understands the workings of the constitutional monarchy probably better than anybody. And I think that, um, yes, of course, he, he did as he's done with every time he stepped up for to come into play and to actually help um, uh, fulfil the, the matters of state or fulfil the Queen's engagements. He's done it with aplomb. But that's not really the issue. I think the big issue is here that needs to be addressed by the palace is that every time they announce that the Queen can't turn up for something, I will go on television to millions of people in America. So all, all my colleagues on the Royal Beat will be doing exactly the same. I'll be talking to Australia where the Queen is already... You know, she's, it's a realm, it's therefore it's, she's head of state there. This doesn't help 
the, the visual or the impact of, of our system around the world, what would help would be clarity. And the only way you can get clarity is to either say that the Queen is just going to step down or step aside, the Prince of Wales will continue and fulfil her role as the Prince of Wales, or if that's not suitable for Parliament, for a Regency Act to be brought into play so that he can become Prince Regent until the sad day that he becomes the King. Sad because it would mean the death of the Queen. Prince William was also in attendance today. What should we take from that? I think it's quite significant too that Prince William so early on is has been invited to join his father and the Duchess of Cornwall in this event because what we saw is the picture of the future, the way things will probably happen. But what I think that was doing, you know, was because of course Charles one day will be king. We don't know for how long and when. His wife will be queen consort, very different from being our queen, who is, of course, queen regnant. She's she's the same powers and the same position as a king. But William Brian brought in so quickly shows that there's a sense of, a sense that, you know, they have to appeal not only to the older generation, the traditionalists, but also the younger generation, and that there is continuity there from the outset by having William next to his father. It doesn't mean they're sharing the role, not far from it. What it means is that it's clear that just through the age of the people involved, that the Prince of Wales, you know, won't reign, say, as long as, nowhere near as long as the Queen, and obviously not as probably, God, God, you know, depending on what happens, but not as long as Prince William. So there has to be a sense of continuity, and that, I think, is what they're trying to portray there. Let's go to the ads. Stay there to hear more from the Evening Standard's Jack Kessler about the announcements that were made. Whilst you're here, why not give the leader a rate and follow? Welcome back. The speech today outlined 38 bills, including seven measures scrapping EU regulation, covering areas from data reform to gene editing to financial services, as the Evening Standard's Jack Kessler explains. Well, there were a number of uh, announcements. As you said, there were 38 bills. Um, So you've got a a levelling up regeneration bill, energy security bill, renters reform bill, Brexit Freedoms Bill um, and a bill uh, that would pave the way for the sale of Channel 4. But I think what was most notable was what wasn't there, which was an explicit bill to help uh, with the cost of living crisis right now. Um, And uh, partly that's because um, the opportunity for that really was the spring statement in March um, and the government didn't really take it. So a lot of people will have been watching, hoping to see something to help with the cost of living crisis. Was there anything? No, I mean, the, the, the Queen's speech and the state opening of Parliament isn't a fiscal event, um, which is why, you know, the, the government has two main opportunities to do that once in the spring statement and then at, uh, in the autumn for the, for the budget. And it, it seems very much like the government wants to wait until the autumn, wait to see uh, the extent to which the energy price cap is lifted, uh, the Bank of England projects 40%. Uh, the problem is, for a lot of people, already dealing with near double-digit inflation, um, that it's frankly going to be too late, or at least much later than they would like. What are the positives to take away from today? I mean, I suppose um, if you if if you're uh, someone who takes an optimistic view on uh, Brexit, uh, the the, um, the burning of burdensome EU red tape, although the number of times that that's been announced and not very much comes of it, um, 
is 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 quite frequent. I suppose the biggest takeaway is sort of the the, the what and what didn't make it into into the speech was the various um, saber rattling around um, the the UK um, scrapping the Northern Ireland Protocol. I suppose the government, you know, the government is right when it says that economic growth uh, is the way out of this malaise. Um, the problem is economic growth is really hard to do. If it wasn't, you know, everyone would, would do it and you wouldn't get trapped in middle income status. Uh, but starting a trade war with the EU would be the antithesis of an economic growth plan. And that's it from The Leader. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.